Hey y'all, it's me again. You can take out your husbandos and listen up. It's another episode of the Get Smoked MMA podcast. I know, another long hiatus for no apparent reason at all. My fault once again. I'll try and be more diligent about this. But again, I'm not canceled as in you know like the traditional sense in a show is canceled and not in I'm a whiny baby when people tell me I can't say the n-word canceled uh but here we are another week in the MMA sphere and it's a semi-exciting one um and just to you know broad strokes as we like to paint on this show I mean, probably should have just did the show Broad Strokes, an MMA story, or something like that. But uh, we're going to do a brief recap of the picks I made for UFC. Uh, I guess I'll just skip the... I guess I can just run through my Ngannou picks, because I did make picks for that as well. I just want to, for posterity's sake, do that. So I'll try and make this part quick. So I guess we'll have three parts today. Um, Do have all those be quick. I won't, we won't really discuss the bouts too much. Uh, when we're talking about um, the break, the recaps of UFC 263 and Gano gone, I'll just be like, got it right, got it wrong, got it right, got it wrong. And I'll do the same for Strickland Hermanson. And then we'll get into uh, this week's pay per view, Adesanya Whitaker. Um, yeah. And. I'm doing great. Um, not on a ton of sleep today, so um, might be a little short. Uh, but I really wanted to do an episode this week. Um, but yeah, uh, here's the disclaimer part. Won't try and be flippant with any of these fights or fighters. Try and be respectful for all of the combat for the combatants involved because, you know, fighting is hard. I don't do it and I don't train and, you know, I don't really have any experience training at all either. So I, and I really don't want to hear people bitch to me about it too much. Really. That's, 
I guess that's really the whole disclaimer part is really for. So with that all being said, let's just get into the recaps of Nganu Strickland. I'll probably just make that all one big part and make it one quick rundown. And hopefully uh, I'll be able to make two quick tabs on Tapology, which will be, uh, you know, of the fights. So, so let's get into that in uh, segment two. Okay, guys, we're going to do a split breakdown here. Uh, first, beginning with uh, map breakdown, it's going to be first, it's going to be the recap of Nganu Gone, the pay per view in its entirety, very quickly. And then we're going to go into Strickland uh, Hermanson very quickly. Again, just going to basically say, what the two fights were, what the two fighters were, what the result was, and if I got the pick right. And uh, beginning with uh, Kay Hansen versus ja- Jasmine Jez- Devicious. This was at women's flyweight. Uh, I picked Jazz Devicious. She won by decision. Next up was Vanessa Demopoulos. Uh, versus uh, Silvina Gomez-Suarez. I picked Demopoulos. She won via submission in the first round. Next up was Matt Frivola versus Jannar R.L. Valdez. I picked Frivola. He won via KO in the first round. Uh, Next up was Tony Gravely versus Simon Oliveira. I picked Simon Oliveira. He uh, gravely won by decision. Next up was Pete Rodriguez versus Jack Della uh, Maddalena. Uh, Maddalena won via KO in the first round. Uh Victor Henry versus Hani Barcelos. This was a men's bantamweight bout. I'll try to be more consistent about the weight classes. My apologies. I just want to be quick because I want to get this all in one scoop here, guys. I picked Barcelos. Uh, Victor Henry won by decision. Uh, Michael Morales versus Trevin Giles. This was a Men's welterweight contest. I picked Morales. He won by KO in the first round. Uh, I next up is Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Cody Stamen. This is a men's bantamweight contest. Uh, Nurmagomedov won via uh, submission in the first round. Uh, Michelle Pihera fought uh, versus Andre Fialo. This was a men's welterweight belt. Uh, I picked Pihera. 
He won by decision. Uh, Davidson Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno. This was a men's flyweight championship bout. I picked Figueredo. He won via five-round decision. Uh, lastly, for this uh, pay-per-view recap, UFC 270, Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gan. I picked Francis Ngannou. He uh, defeated Cyril Gan via five-round decision. And I went 9 of 11 for that card. <clears throat> Moving on to uh, the next USC card to recap. Starting from bottom to top. This is UFC Fight Night, Hermanson versus Strickland. Uh, this is uh, Malcolm Gordon versus Denise Bondar. I picked Bondar. He lost via, this is a men's flyweight belt. Malcolm Gordon won via first round KO. Phil, Philip Rowe versus Jason Witt. I picked Philip Bro. He won via second round KO. Jelton Almeida versus Daniel Marquez, a men's light heavyweight belt. I picked Marquez. Uh, Jelton Almeida won via second via first round KO. Alexis Davis versus Julia. Storlyenko, I'm sorry if I'm butchering her name. Uh, I picked Alexis Davis. She won via decision. It's a women's bantamweight fight. Uh, next up, Chidi Njukwani versus Mark Andre Barrio. I picked Barrio. Chidi Njukwani won via first round T TKO. Hokim Duodu versus Mike Trezano. Duodu, I picked Duodu. He won via decision. John Castaneda versus Miles Johns. The last one was a men's featherweight contest. Uh, this one is a men's bantamweight contest. Uh, I picked Johns. Uh, Castaneda won via third round submission. Julian Rosa versus Stephen Peterson. I picked Rosa. He won via decision. Brian Battle versus Tracy on Gore. I picked Battle. He won via uh, decision. It's a middleweight bout. A featherweight out before that. Brendan Allen versus Sam Alvey. A men's light heavyweight contest. I picked Brendan Allen. He won via second round submission. Shafgat Rachmanov versus Carl Carlston Harris. 
a men's welterweight contest. I picked Shafkat Rachmanov. He won ver- via first round KO. Nick Maximov versus Pialano Punialo Soriano. Uh, I picked Soriano. Maximov won via decision. And lastly, for uh, UFC Fight Night, Hermanson versus Strickland. Uh, It's between Sean Strickland and Jack Hermanson. I picked Sean Strickland. He won via five-round decision. I'm sorry, folks. Jesus, I was struggling there. I'm not really sure. Just struggling to read today. That was a lot quicker than I originally anticipated. Maybe I can get a little bit, stretch it out a little bit longer in the breakdown, depending on what we're looking at there, uh, depending on the fights. But, um, But we'll get into the breakdown of this week's pay per view on the other side there. So, here we go, possibly the worst episode I've ever recorded, but it's USC 271, I believe. The headliner is Robert Whitaker, Israel Adesanya 2. Pretty exciting if you believe that Robert Whitaker could possibly, there's a window for him to do um, something different here. Excuse me, guys. Taking a drink there. But um, possibly do something different. But we'll get deeper. We'll probably get a little bit deeper into that. And by deeper, I mean a little bit layman's deepness when we get to that fight. But for now, we'll as we always do, we start from the bottom. And really, um, I like a couple of these fights because I know some of these guys and we know, I mean, if you listen to this podcast, one of my guys is on this card. A couple of my guys are on this card, I have to say. So that pleases me. So... I'm pleased by this pay-per-view. I could see how maybe some other people may not be by the undercard. They'd be like, who's that guy? I don't even know who the fuck. Why would I even care about that dude? I I could totally see that. But anyways, I digress. Maybe even stretching for time, potentially. But... So I hit a vape pen and take sips. But we start with a welterweight bout between Jeremiah Wells and Mike 
Mathea, or he, as he is popularly known as in the short time he has been in the combat sports community, and we'll get into that in a second, Blood Diamond. And um, I think what this belt simply boils down to me, for me, and uh, I think what's interesting about what, like, what picking fights for me comes down to a lot of the time is, it's like, I come from, I think I come from a very conservative approach. It's like, I know what people have shown me already. And like, and a guy with three fights on... You know, the oceanic regional scene, which, I mean, has proven to show that it's got good fighters, obviously. And, you know, his affiliation with City Kickboxing, which I've only learned about through, um, damn it. Who is talking about it? Some personality in the MMA community. I forget who had said it, but someone was talking about it and had said that he is affiliated with City Kickboxing and how they have great management and don't know if Eugene Behrman is... I think it's Shale Sonnen. But anyways, that doesn't matter. I don't listen to Shale Sonnen for stuff usually. But he's right in that regard. And I would also say... That doesn't necessarily translate. It's like how many, you know, Jacob Malkoons do we have waiting, you know? And we'll get to him later on. Or Carlos Olbergs, you know? You know, two guys that I feel like are really flawed and he won't you know Olberg's not a guy who's kind of gonna feel it as much as you know Mal Kuhn is a guy who's gonna feel it and Blood Diamond is definitely a guy who's gonna feel it in this fight I mean uh I'm pretty sure Oh, I don't know why you odd shark. Best fight odds. Is that what it is? Let's see here. Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out. Yeah, it appeared that Jeremiah Wells was the underdog coming into this fight. And that literally 
like he was originally the underdog when this fight was made. If I'm reading this chart, I've never used best fight odds before. So I can't tell you with certainty, but I thought I was looking at uh, topology and I could just be a racist. So that could be it. So moving on, I'm just going to say that there's no way that you can look at, you know, what Jeremiah Wells has done in the UFC and what someone like Mike Mathea has done in his MMA career and even consider putting money on him. It just, it makes no conceivable sense. And, like, I've wa- I watched a little bit of, you know, kickboxing tape. It's like on um, Blood Diamond. Like, he, you know, he, it, his opponent wasn't like some physical juggernaut like Wells is. So, like, I do, I just think he's going to have an awful time. He's going to have an awful time in there. That's just my opinion. I know that none of that was, like, Terribly deep technical analysis. I just think he he's in too deep here. But uh, right now, best fight odds has it at minus two thirty five for Wells as the favorite, and Blood Diamond plus one ninety. Next up. Douglas De Silva de Andrade versus Sergey Morozov. And I kind of feel like there's a bantamweight belt. I kind of feel like Andrade has had this fight a couple of times already where he's fought just someone who's more skilled than him and can match his physicality. And when that happens, he just loses. And it's not like I'm saying Morozov is even like even close to like the physical specimen Andrade is. And at this point, Andrade is also 36. He's actually an inch taller. But Morozov, you know, he throws straight punches. Not that, you know, Andrade is. I like what he does. Like, he throws a combination. He's aggressive. He's definitely that kind of uh, watered-down John, John Lineker. But he's ne- he was never able – he's never been able to – He was. he's never been that next level of tough to get him over the hump. Like – John Lennon, you know, to be like an elite level talent in the weight class. Or, you know, you could argue he's also never been a, you know, puncher of that caliber as well. And I think Morozov's going to kind of jab him up and take him down and beat him up and tire him out. And we've seen that he can kind of check out mentally uh, De Silva. 
And that's, you know, Morozov on the other side. Um, I mean, he's only lost to Umar, Namagomedov, and then, you know, Muswar Evelev before that. And then, you know, Josh Reddinghouse. You know, credible. Tried to look for the avenue via. I mean, he's lost by rear naked choke twice. I mean, yeah, he's just a better boxer. I think that's just what it comes down to. So I'm taking Moroz off. Uh, Moroz off is the minus 210 favorite. Uh, Ardraj is the plus 175 underdog. Next up, we have Jacob Malkoon taking on A.J. Dobson. Don't know a lot about A.J. Dobson here. Be honest. Don't know anything about the young man. He is 6-0. So, let's draw... Some intangibles here. What I will say is I'm just going to never pick someone ever and I'm never going to pick someone who fought like Jacob Malkoon did against Philip Paz until they show me that they can fight. Like, like he even fought a little scared against Abdul Razak Hassan. Like, I just don't, I don't like it. Like, that's like the lowest tier of talent. <laughs> you can't I'm just I just don't I'm not picking that and like I get if maybe you have like some maybe technical thing but he's too fidgety Dobson and you know he's a wrestler Coming out of Australia. I don't want to cast type people here. But, you know, Dobson's had. Oh, dude, Dobson fucking lost to John Gunther on fucking. Oh my god, I can't believe that. 
How do you lose to John Gunther? Mm, that's so bad. That's so damning. I don't know. That's a toughie. John Gunther is also like the t- one of the toughest people to ever compete in the sport. Just simply based off of, you know, no athleticism. So I'm taking the fire on Dobson. I just don't, I don't like the energy coming off of Melkoon. Nervous energy. It just doesn't work for me. And it, it gets you knocked out more times than it gets you, than it wins you fights. So the pick is Dobson. And, you know, I kind of have the same thing to be said about Fabio Chirot in this next bout. And I'll go back real quick. Tell you the odds for Dobson. Uh, Malcoon, real quick. Uh, it's about even odds. Dobson's minus 115. Uh, Malcoon's minus 105. So, basically, odds makers are having the same issues I'm having. Both these guys kind of are not. They see the holes. In this next light heavyweight matchup between Carlos Olberg and Fabio Chirant, I just don't know how you don't pick Olberg here. Uh, Fabio Chirant has showed literally nothing. No, this is where it's like, okay. Now it's like being real. It's like, He's shown nothing to me that makes me feel like he is a light heavyweight UFC fighter. So I'm picking Olberg. Moving on. And Olberg has. Like, if Kennedy Juku didn't have a granite chin, uh, he would be he'd be dead. So The odds are Allberg is a moderate favorite, minus 255 to Schrantz, plus 205. Underdog. Next, we have Renato Moicano versus Alexander Hernandez. This is just a story for me of. I just don't believe Alexander Hernandez has any control of the fight. If his opponent can control the fight, if that makes any sense. Like, sure, against like people like Trinaldo and like people like OAM who are developing like a striking game. Like, he can like bully, but like. Somebody with, like, comprehensive striking, like, he's just going to get fucked up against. And I think that's going to happen here. Not that I think it's going to lead to a finish. 
So I'm picking Moicano here. It's a lightweight belt. The odds are Moicano is a minus 160 favorite to Hernandez's plus 140 underdog. Next up, we have Ronnie Lawrence to Mano Martinez. Really, all I have to say about this one is Mano Martinez is basically getting fucked up in his last bout by an old man. And until he wasn't, and that's what makes me want to pick Ronnie Lawrence. This is a men's bantamweight bout. Um, yeah, and I've just seen more from Ronnie Lawrence as, like, a prospect. I guess, like, he's just shown more ability. Mano Martinez just strikes me as, like, kind of like a tough dude with some boxing, with some, you know, boxing chops on the feet. With that being said, I'm seeing, you know, Ronnie Lawrence as, like, a minus 300 favorite. Don't really understand that. Um, don't really know what makes you know I mean this split decision against Guido Gennady I guess it makes sense a little bit but yeah Mano Martinez kind of a tough guy Ronnie Lawrence more of a skilled mixed martial artist just in my mind so um, that's what I'm going with I'm expecting takedowns off of, you know, off of exchanges. And, uh, man, I was just going to be a step behind. So, that might lead to a submission. So, Martinez is a plus 235 underdog to... Lawrence is minus 300 favorite. Next up uh, is Maxim Grishin taking on my boy, William Knights. Uh, and for me, I just don't think that William Knight, William Knight is still kind of a mess in terms of everything. You know, he's just a ball of muscle. Goes out there, hulks himself around, and, you know, it works. It just works itself out, kind of. And, you know, fighting a guy like Maxim Grisham sees his obvious holes in his wrestling game. He's going to, like, I expect he's going to come in here with a wrestling heavy attack and take one night down and probably finish him with ground and pound. Uh with that said, I do hope one night wins. Maxwell uh, Christian is the minus 165 favorite to William Knight's plus 145 underdog. Next up, uh, I'm a little conflicted about this one. Alex Perez versus Matt Chanel. Not because of who I'm picking. It's because I think it's closer on paper than me, I might have originally thought at one point. Alex Perez is definitely more fragile a fighter than, you know, maybe people are, you know, giving credence to. 
He's been finished before in multiple ways in the UFC. And definitely, Matt Schnell is uh, a dangerous fighter in multiple ways. He's uh, crafty on the ground from his guard. Uh, one of the best triangle practitioner, triangle, uh, like, guard triangle practitioners in the UFC. And... A really good pocket boxer. Now, with that being said, he is uh, one of the most fragile uh, flyweights on the roster, and he likes to scrap. And I imagine that's, and he's not like in comparison to his peers, he's not the best athlete. And I imagine that's just going to run him into a ton of trouble. It's about like it does when he just meets the upper echelon of talent. So we just have to go with the pattern here and we're going to pick Alex Perez, but tentatively uh, this minus 380 stuff is uh, you know, just straight garbage. Throw that in the trash. And, you know, I just don't know. I've never seen you know, throwing machine gun punches at Jose Shorty Torres, who I, you know, never seen do anything impressive. I've never seen him do anything wow me, where it's like, oh, that guy's going to be a champion. That guy's never, I'm sorry, try not to be flippant. He's just never, like, if you look at the current crop of elite flyweight talent, now, in comparison to like him, when Demetrius Johnson was like, "Oh, maybe he'll be a title challenger." It's like, yeah, that guy was never, never, ever, ever going to get close, even if he beat Alex Perez. So, pick his Alex Perez. Odds are, uh. Alex Perez is minus 380. Favorite to match Nels plus 290. Underdog. Next up, another one of my gals here. Roxanne Modafferi retirement bout. It's going to be a sad one, folks. Unfortunately, just get right into it. Uh, I mentioned Casey O'Neill is going to take her down. Physically dominate her, ground and pound her, and get her out of here. Um... As much as it pains me to say that, and it actually does. Uh, I don't really have much to add here. Casey O'Neill is on her um, uh, trajectory course here. I think there's a savageness uh, to her ground and pound that I rarely see in women's MMA. So, and... Uh, Unfortunately, Roxanne Monofair will be on the tail end of that. Uh, so the pick is Casey O'Neill. She is a minus 380 favorite. Two Roxanne Monofairies plus 290 underdog. Next up, it's a heavyweight bout between Andre Olofsky versus Jared Vandera. Don't have a terribly good read on this one. Uh... 
I think Jared Vandera is probably a more powerful heavyweight at this point in uh, at this point. Um, but I think Andre Olovsky is just going to be craftier. He's going to be engaging and clinch on his terms, that type of thing. Kicking the legs when he gets the chance, jabbing, the type of things that we've seen Andre been able to do, or even just initiate the clinch and get a hogging match in order to get a W. So I just think he has, besides knocking Vandera out, I don't see Vandera just like clubbing, you know, Arlovsky, which could happen. You know, it's heavyweight and it is Arlovsky, but I'm going to pick Arlovsky very tentatively. Uh, He is the favorite, surprisingly. He's minus 145 favorite to Jared Vanderez plus plus 125 underdog. And I'm going to take a short break and I will be right back. All right, guys, just going to wrap this card up here. We have a lightweight contest between Nasrat Hakprost and Bobby Green. And I think, if anything, these last two men's bouts showed is uh, depth, 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 depth. uh, while Ally Kinta is not a perfect proxy because he's on his way out, he is not a terribly deep fighter in his own right in terms of his striking. Neither is Nazrat Hakparast, at least in my mind. And I think that's what's going to show itself in this fight. I think Bobby Green's going to get his reads and he's going to fuck him up. Or at least I hope so. The pick is green. Next up, uh, Kyler Phillips versus Marcel Rojo. So like this be a kind of back and forth uh, exchange until Rojo kind of wilts. This kind of seems like a little bit of a showcase bout for Phillips. Uh, to kind of just show out. Uh, Rojo is not really like a name opponent at all. They kind of like Phillips. Uh, excuse me. Next up, a uh, title, uh, uh, a middleweight bout between Jared Cannonier and Derek Brunson. Uh, I am going to pick. Derek Brunson because he can wrestle and he might be the best wrestler at uh, middleweight and 
Jericho can stop almost everyone's wrestling at middleweight, but can he stop this guy's wrestling? We will see. But, of course, there's a little more than that. Derek Brunson can be cowed by people. Get a little wacky and crazy in there. That's definitely something I think Jared Cannonier can do to him. But if he puts him on his butt with a takedown, that won't matter. Oh, I forgot the odds here, guys. Bowser Akros is a plus 120 underdog to Bob Green's minus 140 favorite. Marcel Rojo is a plus 320 underdog to Kyler Phillips for minus 425 underdog. And Jared Cannonier is a minus 160 favorite to Derek Brunson's plus 140 dog. Uh, next up, we have a heavyweight bout between... Um, I don't want to fly through these last few guys. <laughs> Derek Lewis and Tai Tuavasa. And I think this really boils down for me is if Tai Tuavasa can stay disciplined, he could probably win. And I'm betting that he can't, so he won't. So the pick is Derek Lewis. Um, Derek Lewis is the minus 180 favorite to Tai Tuavasa's plus 155 Dog, and next up we have the main event of the evening, the championship rematch between Robert Whitaker and Israel Adesanya. And I think ultimately what this bout will boil down to is whether or not Robert Whitaker decides to hit Israel Adesanya in the body or not. And I have simply seen no evidence of him making a shift to try and punch people in the body. Like, make a tactical... Make, even... I can't recall him trying to do it, really, consistently. So I'm just going to say he's not going to do it in this fight. So he's probably going to lose. So the pick is Adesanya. He's probably going to knock him out again. Or just, you know, kicking. Not just targeting the head. Too much head hunting is what I really mean by this. But I'm still picking Adesanya. I would like Whitaker to win. But that basically does it for my recaps of USC 271, USC Fight Night, Hermanson and Strickland, and my breakdown of USC, USC 271. Uh, thank, thank you so much for listening and do your best to try not and get smoked.
gone. 